0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the I Made a Thing podcast. Just want to give you a heads up that Rachel and I do get a little bit excited sometimes. So there might be some naughty words in this episode. So if you've got little ones in the car or, I don't know, maybe your ears have this weird tendency of like bleeding when swear words come out. Maybe turn it down. I did have some concerns about people looking at that photo and going, oh, a young female, she can't know anything. I don't want to work with her. But that actually hasn't been my experience. So I think that's because my ideal client isn't a dick. I think you need to be prepared to leave situations and let go of clients um, who
1: don't respect your age, your processes, the way of doing things. I made a thing... The podcast with Rachel and Sophia. We're all about helping biz owners who don't believe in cheat sheets. So today we're going to be looking at age. What impact does age have for small business owners and women in business? And can you use your age as an advantage? So
0: Soph, to kick us off, age, what yeah. do you reckon? Well, yeah, we did a bit of research on this one because I always like getting into the psychology of this kind of stuff and I'm going to kind of divide up age, experience and wisdom and sort of make the argument that they're quite separate. So your age is different to your experience, different to your wisdom. For example, you could be a hundred years old, not very experienced and extremely wise. You could be mm. 30 years old, very experienced and not very wise. Okay. Or you could be wise not very experienced and young i'm talking like you know those um like buddha you know how that concept yeah okay. yeah yeah so that's kind of how like psychologists look at that stuff um, and then wisdom like if you want to look at a, de- a, a dictionary definition you're looking at the quality of having experience knowledge and good judgment and the quality of being wise and of course ages just the how we measure our lifespan as little human beings Yeah,
1: I think it's really interesting that we're going to unpick this idea of age because through our research and I think we can all agree with our experience, we make a bunch of assumptions when we hear people's age yet or just when we guess people's age and if we get it wrong and we're like, oh, (laughs) and then our perceptions change of them, right. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we have chucked age, experience and wisdom all into one?
0: It's easy, hey. Is It's easy. We love easy solutions. So we love to say, okay, when you're, uh, say, 50, 60, you've been around the block, you've been in business for a while, you know what's going on, you've seen a lot, chances are you probably are fairly experienced and wise. So then it's easy for us to apply that stereotype more generally, I would say is how that comes about. And then because it's been such a male-dominated workforce for so long, it's then going to be harder for women who aren't in the workforce as long because they're out having children to make the argument that they have as much experience, which is then so intrinsically linked to wisdom would be my argument there on that one. Yeah.
1: That's such a great point because, I mean, we are are going to focus first on this idea of age, um, how ageism can actually transition from the workplace into small business owners and then we're specifically going to end this pod looking at women. So I think it's really interesting because you're right, like I know from personal experience being young and a woman has definitely been an interesting minefield both at work and now in my business. So I'll just share a little anecdote around this idea of wisdom so I was at a, um, I suppose it was for people still in business and people doing their own biz thing and there was a leadership program and we were asked to pick three to six words that we thought described us, um, you know, as human beings and there's was like 50 words or something and I chose the word wise and then we had to share them, which was super embarrassing, I didn't know that in time, maybe I would have changed um, my choice when you find out what I was about, about to tell you. So here I am. I was the youngest by far in this group of people when we we're sharing, I was the only one running my own business. And so I get there, share my words. One of my words is wise. And then I literally got ripped into by another woman who didn't believe that I could call um, myself wise and she it must have triggered her because she literally started at me telling you know me that I can't use the word wise that wise means x y and z completely different to how you actually just defined it um Sophia and pretty much made me feel like I should take back that word like she pretty much told me to shut up which again
0: did she opinion, annoy you Rachel just a little <laughs> <laughs> again in my
1: experience like she was definitely doing demonstrating ageism which I'll talk a bit about you know in a minute like she was trying to shut me down and the reason why I decided to share this particular anecdote is because of what you just said then with like women and experience and I think it triggered her because she had done what you just said where it wrapped it all up and assumed that as a woman I hadn't accrued that much experience or skill sets in such a short amount of time perhaps compared to her
0: yeah yeah and when you look further at the definition of wisdom and if you want to read up on this it's I, f- I think it's a truly fascinating topic. I've been pestering Rachel with it all afternoon when we've been researching but uh, yeah I mean they they say you know it's about actually recognizing what you don't know as well. so like a wise person, will say, well, look, I know a fair bit on this maybe, but I realise that that there is so much to learn and so I still have so much to learn. I'm sure people have read quotes along those lines before. Um, But then it's also about saying, okay, having some insight, having um, recognising different perceptions, being open-minded, different points of view, um, not just about knowing lots of stuff but actually being intelligent uh, and then also realising perhaps when you need expert advice as well, like recognising those limitations about what you don't know in a more applied sense for small business owners. So that happens all the time. We have to go to an accountant. We have to go to a lawyer. So, yeah, wisdom is is not just about the time doing something, which would, of course would relate to your age or your experience in something. Yeah, I just uh, was so upset about that. It made me question a lot
1: about age and discrimination and to be honest that's what pushed me I think to go on massive tangents on ageism and I've written a lot about that um and particularly um recently with women and small business owners I think it's playing out a lot and we do it to each other without actually realizing it so so what do you think like how relevant is age then like Do you need to wait until you've accrued a certain amount of years or experiences or wisdom before you're entitled to go out and run your own business or do something outside of the norm?
0: I think society says yes. Yes, we do, Uh, particularly as a professional and a service provider. That is definitely a pressure and and a real one. But arguably, no. No, you don't at all. If you have a brilliant idea, for example, like say you've invented something or you have a product idea, if you're prepared to, to put the work in and understand how business works, then there's nothing stopping you running your own business. But I think, yeah, the argument could be made as like a service provider or professional, for example, an accountant, lawyer, uh, even a masseuse, whatever, you, you know, whatever you're whatever you into. Um, it's going to be harder to make that argument that you don't need maybe some time perfecting your skill and they say what 10,000 hours before you are an expert in something uh, but for me it's less about the time and more about the open-mindedness and uh, learning and mastering something so that combination of education and applying it in the real world I think is more key than saying I'm going to do x amount of hours or spend x amount of years in a job and then uh, once I you know click over I'm going to start my own business I don't think it ha- that's how it works it's not as black and white as that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, for me, like I
1: have so, I've had so many different jobs and traveled around, et cetera. I often um, get comments like, oh my God, like how did you do all of that stuff within that time frame?" And I think they're meaning it is a compliment, but it's also needing me to justify how one has done all of those um, things. You know, like I started, well, went full-time with my business at 28, but I'd started at um, about 26 and by then I'd already had extensive management experience, lived overseas, worked in banking. Um, my first job was Domino's Pizza, uh, retail, corporate, the works, yeah. I'd done all of that, um, didn't have a childhood, but uh, worked my ass off. And so when people ask me these types of questions, it really frustrates me. I feel like it's, I mean, I take it as a personal attack, let's mm. be honest. I probably shouldn't she'd be like, oh, thank you. I'm glad I have, you know, great skin, which they also add at the end. Oh, don't worry, just because you look so young and fresh and happy. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Little digging- do you know. <laughs> yeah. I like, damn, you're digging yourself a hole here. Yeah, I'm getting more pissed by the moment. Um, but, yeah, I think these kind of questions do play a big part in how we show up yeah. and how we feel about ourselves, if we're feeling like we're worthy or not worthy based on age.
0: Yeah, it's held me back for sure. I mean, I don't think I should have stayed in a traditional uh, working with big clients path as long as I did. I think that was a mistake and I should have got out a lot earlier. But uh, I felt too young. I didn't feel like I was going to be, I barely felt respected where I was, let alone starting my own thing. I just didn't have the confidence. And that was definitely based on the messaging that was around me. Um, And we'll get into some practical uh, tips on how to actually tackle this in real life in a minute. Um, but yeah, not being surrounded by supportive people was, um, tricky for me. You know, when, when your boss is saying, oh, you're a bit young for that. Like maybe you should wait. Oh, aren't you young? Oh, you must've been so young when you started working here. You know, all those sorts so of comments. So patronizing. So patronizing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, that leads into my Q
1: rant time where I want to talk a little bit about ageism. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> in the workforce. Don't worry, I'll add some show notes you can deep dive with me later on. Um, but yeah, I think that, well, there's definitely ageism, particularly around this idea of millennials and millennial women that we're going to focus on. And we've got lots of reading for you to do if you wish to do that. But A lot of people used to say to me a few years ago when I started writing about this topic, like ageism is just a thing that's happening to older people around retirement age and traditionally that was true but now we're seeing a large amount of ageism and research does support this around millennials. So millennials are now like this idea not just of age, you know, a certain age bracket like 2004 back to like 1989 or something like that, It's actually now been attached to this belief of work ethic, opinions, how people dress, um, how they show up, what they value. All of this is shoved in together, this idea of millennials. And then a lot of millennials are trying to uh, get a job in the traditional workforce and a finding, like you just said, Sophia, and definitely the same for me, that it's just not right for them. And often it's not because they don't want to. Like I had dreams of managing a marketing team and, you know, I still dream about that today and sometimes I think, oh, like that would have been an interesting and different career path. But there was no way that was going to happen for me. Um, I was, yeah, always belittled, told that I was um, young, kind of patted on the back. I was stopped for being a part of things due to my age. Um, you know, I've even had the experience of walking into a meeting when I was um, a digital manager um, at an organization and... You know, everyone else in the room um, were middle-aged white men and being asked if I could get them water. Mm. They saw a woman walk in and automatically like, oh, love, could you get us some water? I said, sure, but after the meeting that I'm about to run and you should have seen their face. Like they were just so shocked and probably felt like complete asses as well. But that kind of perception and the way that I looked, I just realized pretty early on, no matter how bold I was and you know how bold I am that it just wasn't going to work for me. I was being squished and limited in so many different ways that it just wasn't worth it. And I think, you know, if you do the research and maybe some of our listeners feel the same way, a lot of the reason why women in particular are the fastest growing, um, you know, small business um, space is because of one of these reasons to do with ageism, gender limitations. It's And particularly young women, it's not just for freedom and to make more money, it's because we can't achieve the things that we care about within a traditional workforce.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're not getting that job satisfaction. Our income is getting capped and we know that we're going to traditionally earn less over our careers if we want to have a break and have a family so this, the pressure is on and the pressure is on to be successful at a younger age. I mean, I definitely felt that I thought, shivers, like I want to have kids, you know, by the, at least by the time I'm 30. So therefore I've got like, you know, less than 10 years to make it. Like, honestly, that's what I thought. And when that didn't happen, it was my world started to crumble. I was like, has this all just been a lie? Like I was sold the dream. Age was never going to be an issue. You go and do a good job at school you do a good job at work, and you get the promotions.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, we associate, particularly if we're going to, again, generalise here, you know, baby boomers who are also in the workforce still in quite senior management positions, and that's what's unique about the current workforce that we have two distinct age groups, millennials, which are the larger by far, and baby boomers, and they're in charge, and they really want us to pay our dues. We've heard that quite a bit. You know, you do your thing, you sit there and you sit at the office, And you slowly move up and, you know, Bob leaves and you get a promotion and Sally, you know, has a baby so you get to sidestep up and all of these kind of things. Mm. But that's just not happening anymore. Baby boomers are staying there and they're locking down those positions and they're just not available for us. They have to work longer to be able to
0: retire. And, you know, I used to hear it in the workforce. I worked in a a merit-based promotion workforce, but I would still hear leadership and feedback from leaders why did, why did they get a promotion? They haven't been here as long as I have. So that was very much the culture still amongst some people. And of course, it wasn't everyone, but yeah, that was going on.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of young women are moving into business. But then, it, you know, I want to touch on the fact that this kind of thing does translate over. So you can turn up to meetings. I mean, I love my clients and I've been quite lucky. Um, I've never had this actually happen to me since, being in business just quite um interesting but yeah you can, I know women still rock up to meetings and they get the same things. as what I just did oh can you get the water who are you are you taking notes and they're like dude I'm the expert you just hired and everyone's like oh and I mean you know often people come around and will start listening but they they have to deal with the whole how old are you mm. and they get asked that a lot have yeah. you ever been asked how old are you in the workplace
0: yeah definitely or they're just um you know pitching to clients or once I've had a client, they're like, oh, how old are you actually? I've never asked you that. It's like, well, why would you need to? I haven't asked you how old you are. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. There's definitely a, it, I think it makes people stressed. It's like a trust thing. The younger you are, the less trustworthy you are in some ways. That's the the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, definitely. And, again, I think that comes
1: back to your definitions around age, experience. Uh, wisdom. So it's all tied in together. So yeah, my entire life, I've been asked how old I am. Mm. Um, You know, maybe it is, my skin, I have a bit of a baby face, but recently I've still been getting asked. I'm like, I'm over 30. Like when do I stop getting asked? Like I don't even get asked at a bottle though. Why am I still getting asked when you've just paid me as well to come in and teach you? And I guess, you know, my tips for how to deal with when you get asked, how old are you? I mean, obviously I'm very bold and I often like Sophia said, you know, come back with things like, I don't know, how old are you? Yeah. And then they say, oh, you know, over 40, I say, oh, well, I'm over 30 and just leave it at that. And I think it's okay to call out sometimes when it is inappropriate to ask someone their age. And this has actually been quite effective with me because then people have apologised or moved the conversation and then it's allowed me to actually steer the conversation in a more, positive way when I start talking about skills experience what we're actually there to do and try and get them to stop um you know incorrectly judging me
0: yeah reminding them about the value that you can actually deliver uh but I guess you know the other one is if it isn't the right circumstance being prepared to leave that situation and let go of clients is crucial you have to be prepared to do that I know it sucks but we have to be real this sort of discrimination does exist and it's not worth it sometimes
1: yeah, have you ever considered, you know, like letting go of a client or kind of really making it firm that you don't necessarily, you know, want to share these type of personal details or that they're irrelevant? Have you ever had to do that?
0: Uh, yeah, I, yes, indirectly. So I started to feel that a client wasn't respecting me and I there were some questions around my age. So, yeah, I did make a plan to leave that relationship behind um, and that's something I had to do but I didn't, I will admit, I didn't address it directly and maybe I should have. And I think in future I definitely would be more prepared if the age question came up how I would react to that situation.
1: Yeah, I've never had any clients do it but I get it a lot at my workshops. Um, I've had a few different people, um, mostly middle-aged white men, um, come up after I've done one of my workshops And, you know, I've said this to Soph before, I think they're doing it again, like positively, but want me to kind of justify some extra sort of background, like they kind of like qualify me. And I was like, you just sat through your presentation and your notebook is full. Like, what do you want me to qualify? Like other people coming up, you know, thanking me and they're wanting me to talk about exactly what organization I said I had worked for in the past or, you know, what types of clients were I referring to really needing me to re-qualify that for them. And I think they do see it maybe as a little bit threatening for them um, mm. because I definitely felt like, you know, I'm a journalist. I definitely felt like I was not being interrogated and with their body language. It wasn't a friendly like, oh, do you just mind sharing? It was a drill. And a few times I've actually had to say, yeah, well, I think, you know, I think I've answered your questions. Stop now. Mm. Um, and I've even had, again, a few people apologize. Oh, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. So clearly my body language was telling them to stop, which I think is, you know, an important thing for us to um, talk about. We haven't touched on any of the pods. Um, body language as well. And we've talked about gut feels, etc. Mm. But obviously we know communication, like, a, like 80% of it is body language. And you can read other people's body language and we, without realizing it, mimic it. But um, being aware of your own body language, both in a positive and um, negative light. So if you're wanting to cross your arms and distance yourself, um, perhaps you need to speak up and set some boundaries there.
0: Yeah. And the opposite of that too, like being prepared to go in with confident body language as well, I think can be very helpful depending on the circumstance. Uh, and look, this is just what I've done. This is my uh, little practical tip. That's not in the notes, but, uh, looking after yourself and exercising. So for me, weightlifting is something I do to feel strong and confident. And I also used to do quite a lot of martial arts um that might be, you know, you might want to sort of think outside the box a bit if you're not if confidence is an issue particularly around that age thing. Um feeling strong in yourself as a woman can really help you be present and back yourself. I think that can be helpful for some people as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And do you think you should make yourself seem older then, like we've talked about mm-hmm. in quite a negative light? Yeah, like you know, people say this to me, this happens, so should we just try and seem older so we don't have to deal with this shit? <laughs> yeah, look,
0: maybe. <laughs> I think we all throw uh, it out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, oh, far out. This is tough. Um, we shouldn't have to, but again, and we've talked about this in a different episode. Sometimes the reality of the situation and what's professional for your industry and your the place that you're showing up in may demand that. And hey, like we're only human. If you're not feeling that confident, and you need to put on the power suit that day to deal with that situation. Do it. Um, yeah, look after yourself. You are number one. You shouldn't have to do that, but maybe sometimes you still will have to. But ideally, no. You should be able to show up in that space wearing whatever the heck you want. And that should not reflect your age. I mean, think about some of the eccentric grannies kicking about. True. <laughs> you know, I don't know if clothes directly are linked to age anymore. I think it's a bit more fluid than that, which is is kind of cool. There's a lot of hipster. Chicks rocking grandma jumpers and whatever else. So, because I
1: guess for me in particular, my choice of language is a dead giveaway for age. Yeah, yeah. I say really a lot. Totally, dude. What up? I mean, I say these in a funny sense, but um, yeah. My language choice, I'm aware of it, obviously, as a communicator, and I've often thought, should I change? Or dial back some of these language choices that I make that I do in a relaxed environment,
0: so that I appear older.
1: Yeah, should I do that? And do I?
0: No. Yeah, I mean, this again is related to that values piece. So if you're if you care more about getting ahead, and you think that the way you're going to get ahead is to make yourself look older and use like what you classify as really professional language, go for it. If that's if that suits you. If you find that exhausting and not authentic to how you want to be in this world and business then don't do it it's as simple as that really
1: yeah I think though for a lot of people we can say that but it's not actually the case when you're in that moment as you know and like I said I'm quite a bold person so I I'm used to having to defend myself so I'll happily do it but um, I'm gonna be honest here some of my clients have asked, have asked me about this the younger ones um that tell me you know, honestly, they don't think that they are confident in it. It having to defend themselves in those moments actually triggers them more. Yeah. And my advice has been um, not to to do you know something different to me. To actually dress older, tone back certain language, don't talk about certain things that might indicate your age, such as "What did you do on the weekend?" Oh, I checked out that new local wine bar with some mates. I would happily say that. Perhaps, you know, they could say, oh, I went, you know, if they did do it as well, obviously not lying here, but, you know, oh, I spent, you know, some time at a, you know, a nephew's birthday party the weekend. Oh, isn't that lovely? Trust me, I've done both. And the situation can change the way that people perceive you and the way that their body language is. Um, and obviously remembering people want to be around other people who in some instances, don't challenge them, or they feel comfortable with, and so a lot of my older female clients too. Um, I like to think that I don't make them feel uncomfortable, but um, you know, sometimes when we are talking about things, we do have to tackle this idea of age and wisdom and experience. And sometimes, you know, I have done different things and have a different sort of skill set than they do, and I have to remind them. But Things are different now, and that they've been raising a family. I do not have kids. I have 30 indoor plants, my babies, but do not have children. I have not dedicated a large proportion of my life to raising kids, which we know is a completely other job. So I think, mm. yeah, it's easy for us to say that, but maybe sometimes we do need to fit in. I know I never thought I'd say this on air. Maybe we do need to conform
0: um, sometimes if it's easy, like you said, for our mental health or to get ahead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I think you need to consider what's right for you and the situation. And, again, one of our practical tips that ties in nicely here is educating yourself on your rights and what actually age discrimination is. That, again, is going to give you confidence and power in a lot of different situations and make sure that you're not going in blind because that is the absolute worst. When someone catches you off guard and you're – really unsure about whether it even is age discrimination or if maybe you're overreacting yeah well I mean I think if you're getting weird
1: feelings like you do you know
0: when someone's like oh
1: you look nice today ha 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 and it's like that weird kind of moment it's like why are you com- commenting on that I think a lot for a lot of us ageism plays out in exactly the same way oh yeah like so if you would totally know about that new wine bar down the road wouldn't you mm. would I do, do I <laughs> You know, this idea of age or they'll say to me, oh yeah, like Rachel, Rachel knows all about the socials, the Facebooks, which I used to get when I did digital marketing. I'm like, do I? Because, you know, something that's even um, made me rethink this topic is teaching students. So I had one student and they have to PDF, you know, change something to PDF to upload it to the system. And they're like, Rachel, I don't know how to make something into a PDF. And I was like, what now? Shouldn't you know how to do that? And I was like, shit that no I should not be saying these things yeah because in my head I mean I was joking and then I apologized actually I was like I'm sorry I shouldn't have made that assumption I was going to help them anyway but I realized I was falling to the ageism trap already these assumptions that young people know about the socials old people don't I know heaps of like digital marketing experts who are 40 and 50 who are incredible yeah yeah and, and I know, yeah. like I said, my students who can't even do something to
0: a PDF and I show them and then they're fine. But,
1: yeah. again, I'm just as bad as everyone else for falling into yeah. the trap.
0: Yeah, I, uh, some of my most IT-savvy clients are my older clients. Yeah, and then some of the not-so-savvy ones are actually the younger ones, which is really interesting. That's a whole other thing we could go into another time. I think that's really interesting, that whole tech space stuff. but um,
1: Yeah, well, it's definitely, again, around age experience wisdom, though that yeah. they're younger so they assume they don't need to invest time in it. But if you feel like you're, you know, digital dinosaur or whatever we used to call them, which is a horrible term, then people really invested in it.
0: Yeah, and um, I think problem-solving skills, you know, if you have that problem-solving skill set, then you overcome some of the challenges with IT. But, yeah, I'll, um, I'm will i really interested in that. We'll have to, yeah, dig into that another time.
1: And so what do you think about broadcasting your age on business platforms? Because oh. we know not to do age and photos, even though lots of my students and some of my clients are getting asked to put photos on their CVs now, and you can stalk what people look like, so they're socials. So that's kind of another thing. But in my mind, age is the same thing. If, we, if it's not legal and you can't ask someone to do it on a CV, why are we feeling the need to broadcast our age? And I have seen a change in some social platforms recently with um, people in the early 20s talking about their age, and I think it's a celebratory kind of thing. And then some people, um, again, doing it in the older demo sort of graphics, but people being really open about it.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I I think, yeah, ideally we should just be able to be open about it if we want to, but it's really going to depend on what your goals are and, you know, whether you're a small business owner or whether you're going for a job or what it actually is that you're up to. I previously would have said, yeah, I don't want to put my photo on a resume, all that sort of stuff. But I think now with that personal branding piece, it's so powerful. Um, For me, for example, I put my photo on my first set of business cards and that's actually worked really well for me. Uh, You know, it's really memorable for people. It's um, really sort of sharing my brand. I did have some concerns about people looking at that photo and going, oh, a young female, she can't know anything. I don't want to work with her. But that actually hasn't been my experience. So I think that's because my ideal client isn't a dick. Um, (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. No, just saying. Yeah. Um, So that gives me hope, Rach, that maybe times are changing a little bit. But I'm not sure I have the answer to that one. I mean, particularly in the resume CV space, that's probably a no-no steal. I would have thought.
1: Yeah, I don't recommend it when I do those type of packages and work with my clients. Don't recommend it at all. And when clients ask me about age, I tell them not to broadcast their age unless they have like a reason that ties into their business or their purpose. Or like you said, actually, you know, is going to add value somehow because it can backfire because like I've said before, you know, we talk about age, sometimes, you know, you can start a business and you can perhaps doesn't go so well, and then you can say, oh, it was just an age thing. We can use it as a scapegoat, but also Mm. we can put a lot of pressure on people. And I know from my students and a lot of the young women I work with, they have so much pressure to do everything by a certain age that if for some reason they haven't, perhaps they had to take a year off because they weren't sure what they wanted to do, or, you know, I've had a few students who've had to come back um, after having sick family members, a few moved away with family for work, etc they feel really pressured. They feel like they're already behind and all they seem to do is focus on age. By 28, I should have done X, Y, and Z. By 22, I should have done this. By 26, I should have a side hustle that's going really well. And so I think unless it's going to add value, if it's another pressure um, and for someone else, again, externally to do that to you, I don't think you should do it.
0: Yeah, I think to summarise that, ask yourself whether you really think it's relevant to your audience, whether that be your client, your potential employer, and uh, make the call from there. Okay, so we kind of focused a lot on the negatives, potential negatives of maybe being younger in your career and transitioning to a business. But, of course, there are positives. There are always positives. And I think being maybe younger in business, you have more time to make mistakes and test things out. There isn't so much pressure potentially. Uh, potentially, you are more creative and innovative. Not necessarily, but it does seem to be the way. Um, we see it a lot with, you know, young inventors as well. Like it's really, there's some really cool stuff happening in that space, particularly in tech space. People are pre- like, they're generally, they're prepared to take more risks and they also don't have the uh, financial burdens potentially that their older counterparts might have and the responsibilities that come with that. So there's definite advantages to get into business at a younger age. Uh, And I think that that's a really valuable part of the small business community. But having the support and having the community around you, I think is crucial potentially when you're younger and seeking out mentorship is really important and something I didn't do soon enough and struggled with. But it can be difficult to find mentors that maybe are older and respect someone younger entering business the business space. So don't be afraid to try a few different mentors. Try a few different support networks and find your tribe, if you will. Um, Rach, you've had direct experience with this as well because I know you came a little bit later to kind of surround yourself with that support network, but I know it's been really important for you as a younger woman in business. Um, do you want to talk, tell us a little bit about your experiences with that and the pros and cons that you've kind of found in your time in business?
1: Sure. I guess I've never had an official mentor. I mean, I would love one. Hello. <laughs> Pick me. Um, I've never found, one, the right people for the exact reasons that you said. Um, I've often found that people come to me for support and then I would ask in return and perhaps not get everything that I wanted, um, from that relationship i've mentored a lot of people though um old and young um from editors to photographers to some of my students um and i love the relationship of that because even if they aren't you know say helping me do my you know instagram better or telling me how i can create a better sales funnel or something i learn so much from them and i think it's really important for us to mix with different people um you know different ages cultures experiences yeah nationalities and that's what the research shows too that the best teams and the best businesses are ones that are made up from a whole variety of different people and so I like Sophia I would recommend if you know you're hanging out with all people very similar to you same age as you that you could perhaps go and try and um, network with people of different ages and I mean because we do bring completely different things to business So I know in particular millennials, because I am one, um, really want to collaborate and remove this idea of hierarchy and structure. We're more likely to um, work with our competitors, to lift up our peers, to want to break down all of those silos. We are interested in money, but we're actually um, more interested in helping others and the world as a whole. And I think that's a really interesting approach, and I'm seeing that a lot more actually play out in some of the businesses I work with and the women that choose to run businesses. But because of that, again, ageism can become a big issue because not only are they young and women, women, they're trying to do something different in business as well. They're trying to buck the sort of norms and that can add, yeah, extra complexities. I don't know. Do you work with anyone who you think have had those experiences?
0: Yeah, so I actually had an amazing client early on who was a woman in business and did it while raising a family, I think predominantly by herself a lot of the time as well. Uh, and so she was a real inspiration to me, and I'm very lucky that I still have her in. Although she was a client, I also see her as a mentor for me. So that has been amazing to learn from her, and maybe not necessarily from the technical side, but just knowing that she's been there, done that and she can sort of share her wisdom with me because I really do see developing my wisdom as a business skill, as a competitive advantage to be able to react to situations, handle risk, work out how I'm going to make decisions and help my clients. So yeah, that's been, I think, crucial to my success so far.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I've surrounded myself more recently with different women and men who, um, yeah, challenged my way of thinking as well. So I'm not just hanging out with, you know, same, same people. And yeah, I have changed the way I view and do business a little bit because of them. And I'm so grateful um, for those experiences because I think also perhaps, you know, it doesn't have to be an age thing, but again, our generation is more open to changing things, to mixing things up, to trial and error perhaps than traditional um, workforce and our traditional um, older counterparts. But I think it also is a personality thing, having curiosity, learning.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we're making a lot of generalizations here, so you'll have to excuse us. That's sort of, That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Um, Of course, there are young people that are stuck in their ways too, (laughs) you know, vice versa. So, uh, yeah. But, okay. So, Rach, what else? do you think is a positive spin on being a younger person in business from your perspective? Well, I think, and I have done this, when people really
1: want to focus on your age and have those perceptions, sometimes you can just use it. So I used to work um, in the UK and I worked um, in a firm doing like private equity, infrastructure, and real estate it was as boring as it sounds so I got to run events and
0: personally sounds awesome (laughs)
1: Yeah, sorry for me I'm like hell no um and I got to run events all over the world Hong Kong New York etc and you know 22 I had no idea what I was doing um and so I was around some of you know the most influential powerful men very traditionally men there were some women you know in the power suits they we know the part we talked about professionalism they just summed up you know everything that I um wasn't and a lot of the time because I was a young woman, they let me literally sit at the boardroom table with them. They'll be having the most like in-depth discussions on money, on strategy, et cetera, and they would let me sit there and I just played on it. Like I'd hear them talk about different things. So I just went to Egypt and they did a trip to Egypt and I'd be like, oh, Bob, would you mind telling me about Egypt? Do you always go there? That's so interesting. I just went there and they opened up and yeah. because they didn't see me as a threat, they literally gave me some of the best advice that I have ever had no, yeah, they didn't see me see competition. And after a while, they actually stopped, not that they were doing particularly, but looking down at me and treating me like a young woman, that they started coming in and asking me how I was going in business, etc. And it really flipped the dynamic. So although before I was saying, you know, be bold and shove it back in their face, when I was younger, I used that to my advantage and I would sit and be a part of a large amount um, of meetings, get invited to events, etc that I wouldn't have otherwise I think if I hadn't played on the fact that I was just a young woman just sitting there getting them coffee you know don't mind me and so I think there are definitely ways you can use your age to your advantage what do you think
0: yeah 100% uh, making most of these opportunities uh, pick your battles too. So Rachel obviously made, made a pretty strategic move here. She went, okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> this is, these are not this is not the right crowd to be uh, making a stand on ageism, for example, but um, I can learn a lot from this situation and, and that's exactly what she did, which is awesome, and I think that's an amazing story, good on you. Uh, something I was gonna ask you though, Rach, around when you've built your network, How have you actually discovered people of different backgrounds and ages? Because I think from a practical standpoint, that's a really valuable thing for us to discuss. I know personally, I found it quite hard to find mentors and uh, I don't know if I would actually easily be able to find someone, for example, in their 40s, someone who's really maybe stuck into a new business or their career, Um, I could sort of find people in their 50s and 60s that had maybe more time. Um, But, yeah, finding people across those different age brackets was a bit trickier. So any practical tips from you on that one? Sure. I'm going to
1: throw it out there. They come to me. Yeah. They find me through my work. My services are for them. But I love people. And so I'm always like, you would know, I was at the supermarket the other day chatting to someone at the register. Like I just talk to people all the time. So I attended – a lot of um, networking events. Um, my work has uh, sent me all around the world. So, you know, living in the UK, Bangladesh, traveling extensively. Every time I travel somewhere or go to a new place, I actually put a call out on social media for people to meet people and I ask my friends to set me up. With people, So I literally just went on a coffee date the other day through a different program where two random people uh, set up to have a coffee date and he was acting CEO um, of a large organisation and, you know, in his 50s and we had a chat about all things and it was really incredible for like an hour and we stay in contact now and share different articles and he put me in touch with different people and I did the same for him. So I think you actually have to put yourself out there and do it like you would any normal kind of experience like you need to ask for it like I'm very big on saying I need this thing or I need help or can you and my community um delivers that for me and also um through traveling etc I just naturally seem to attract different people from different backgrounds and I've moved so much but again sometimes I'm really specific I'm specific with the types of authors I read and then I'll go tweet or engage with them that way. I'm really specific with the types of programs I watch and learn about different people and then I'll go do it that way. So it's like with anything else. Maybe it is a skill. Maybe it's something that I don't actually think is something unique but um yeah I just kind of use my journalism background maybe yeah like anything else
0: yeah I mean I think you you do have skills that are obviously very helpful such as journalism and I think you're quite intuitive at developing that skill but I think we could definitely actually discuss that networking piece in another podcast because I think that is something that we we all still struggle with it's always an ongoing one to develop uh, but that's that's awesome. Okay. So the other one I was going to mention too is there are actually free or quite affordable government mentorship programs for small business owners as well. If people aren't aware about that, just check out your local state or territory. I always wanted to say that out day, That's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, check them out because they do actually have some some good programs there that you can tap into if you're struggling to find someone maybe a bit more informally in your community. Yeah. Wow, well, Rach, how are we going for time? Should we start wrapping up and summarizing our practical tips for age? And I think so. Yeah. So by now, you've heard us talk
1: about all of the things, and so um, we will post some different articles you can read, some statistics around women in business, um, ageism, an article by yours truly, just a plug there, and um, I'm going to get into some tips now. So. First
0: page Google results at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, sorry, my first tip would be, like I said, if you feel comfortable when people are talking about your age, you're starting to feel like, you know, the discussion's going down a negative path. You're feeling a bit of ageism happening here. If you're comfortable, please push back or ask why it's relevant. A lot of the time, like I said, from my personal experiences and examples I've shared, I think people are just wanting more clarification, remembering back to our definitions. It's not actually them, I think, trying to do ageism, but for some reason, they've associated it all together and they just want to make sure you do have the skill sets um, and the knowledge that they need so you can refocus it back to that being like you know well I'm in my 30s but I've done x y and z you know what about your experience there? and start making it into a conversation um, instead of an interview and I think you need to be prepared to leave situations and let go of clients um, who don't respect your age, your processes, the way of doing things? If they challenge you constantly on that, which I have had happen to me too, you need to think about if that is right for you.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's that pros versus cons. Uh, it's never black and white in business or in our careers, for that matter. We can't give you a. Uh, You know, once you get to this level of uncomfortable, get out. You've got to make that call based on, again, your own values and and what you can put up with your own, your person. So look after yourself, please. Um, Look, another great one is that redirection piece and focusing back onto your skills and experience, which we've talked quite a lot about. And really important, educate yourself on your rights. Understand what those rights might be in that age discrimination space or any other discrimination space. Even as a contractor, there are certain laws that you are covered by. Um, you can get help under discrimination laws as an independent contractor in Australia. So please be familiar with those ones. And finally, the networking piece, surrounding yourself with the right people and reaching out for mentors from different ages, different backgrounds. It's only going to make you a better person in business and a better person in general. It's going to give you competitive advantage, which is what it's all about. So... They're our top tips. Thanks so much for listening to us. Rabbit on. We love it. We learn so much every episode we create. Thanks, Rach. Always great chatting with me. You too.